This Augusta Golf Show podcast is brought to you by Audi Augusta, online at AudiAugusta.com. Rex Hoggard covers the game for Golf Channel and GolfChannel.com. It's, to say the least, been a busy week in the game. It's a pleasure to welcome Rex Hoggard back to the Augusta Golf Show. How are you, Rex? Good. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Let's start with this. If you can, in some sort of Reader's Digest version, do you ever, you do know what Reader's, are you old enough to know what Reader's Digest is, Rex? I am. Okay. Absolutely. Okay. I don't know if I can do it. I know where you're going with it. I don't think I can do it, but I know what it is. Uh, Explain the tour's announcement regarding the new events, the larger purses, the smaller fields. Where are we going on this? Well, I mean, I don't think it's any secret. This is a direct response to what's going on in professional golf right now. I mean, Live Golf and the tournaments that they've they've already held one and the tournaments that are in the future and the players that they've gotten, it, it's a serious threat to the PGA Tour. I don't think there's any doubt about it. And this is the Tour's response on some level. I'm sure there's going to be other things that come up, and I'm sure the Tour is, is working on other plans. But right now, essentially, what they have done is almost copy the Live Golf model, where you're going to have eight regular season events and those events are going to have limited fields, no cuts, and massive purses. And that doesn't include three more events in the fall that they hope to hold globally. And that would also be small fields, big purses, and essentially what it is is guaranteed money. And you don't have that in golf. This is kind of a new part of it, but that's what it is. Isn't this sort of kind of close to the sort of stuff Phil was talking about and asking for four months ago? Uh, it's not too far off, and I don't think it's too far off what other players have asked for in really the last few years. And I'm not 100% sure that we weren't going to end up here even without the Live Golf Challenge, because I think with the new TV rights deal and all the money that was coming into the game, that the tour was going to have to reinvent the model on some level anyway. I'm sure Live Golf accelerated this process, and it certainly has made it more beneficial for the top players how they have leaned and given sort of power they've empowered those top players by giving them the opportunity of having a competing league to leverage the PGA Tour against. I think what you're going to end up with is more and more of these types of events, though. Is it, you know, one thing I don't know that I've seen anything talked about, written about on the other end of the spectrum, is this going to cost tournaments that now exist? Is this going to cost them their existence? I mean, that's the million-dollar question, or maybe $20 million question, depending on which purse you're talking about. And it's going to create a system of have and have not. I already think we we had that to a certain degree on the PGA Tour, but this is just going to expand that golf because you wonder, where do the other events get left? And are they going to continue to have to increase their purses, which creates an economy that I'm guessing that some tournaments won't be able to match. And so what you're going to end up with is sort of a consolidation. And I'm not sure the Tour really wants that right now because – Right now, you're going to have those eight events during the regular season and the three in the postseason, and those events are going to be the marquee, and everyone else is going to add after that. You're going to add the four major championships, and it doesn't leave a lot of room for the other events. So, I know it's early. I know it's fresh news. How, are the, how do the players feel about all this? Um, I think there's, there, there have been rumors about this for a little while, so players have probably had a little time to digest it. I guess the biggest question is, is that I've heard from players this morning is, is what took so long that they feel like the tour should have sort of come up with an answer to the Live Golf Challenge before now. 
and that why are we now just playing catch up, which it really feels like that's what they're doing. I think the other half of it is the tour, the players understand that the tour is trying to do the best it can, but this is a very unique threat. Very rarely in any business do you get a threat that comes at you with unlimited resources and bottomless pockets and just so much money that it, it's hard to compete, if not impossible to compete again. We're talking with Rex Hoggard from Golf Channel and GolfChannel.com. To what degree do you think it works, Rex? Do you do you do you think it stops the exodus? I don't know that these events are going to stop the exodus. It's part of a process. I think the tour is going to have to embrace. But I think these events are going to help. But what you already end up with is players who on both sides, and the lines have been drawn very very clear on this. And I don't know that we're going to end up seeing those names who are on the side of the PGA Tour right now, the Rory's and the JT's and the Jordan's, they seem to be really, really entrenched in the idea that they want to play on the PGA Tour, they want to play for legacy, they want to play in major championships. So I'm not 100% sure this is going to sway their decision one way or the other. I felt like they were already entrenched. I think where this would help is any players who were kind of right there on the edge, who were maybe thinking about it, they were considering it, they were worried about well, what does this mean for me playing the majors championships going forward? What does it mean to play in the Ryder Cup or the President's Cup? All of these questions, and they weren't 100% sure, and now the tour comes up with this, and suddenly it becomes not just not just easier for them to stay on the PGA Tour, but it becomes financially responsible for them to stay on the PGA Tour. You alluded to this, at least I thought you did, in a couple of minutes ago. Do you get a sense this might be the beginning of the tour kind of reshaping the schedule as we know it? I think so. I, I think you have to because it, it, it's in the mission statement. I mean, the PGA Tour's mission has always been to create playing opportunities for the members, and it's worked really, really well for a long time. However, given this threat and given the fact that Live Golf is going after your very best golfers, the Tour is going to have to reallocate its resources, let's say, for lack of a better term. And they're going to have to not be so much worried about the guy who's 120th on the FedEx Cup points list and worry about the guy who's 20th and the guy who's 5th and the guy who's 10th. They're going to have to start catering to the stars better, and I think this is really the first step of that. At this point, as you and I are talking now, Rex, what has concerned the tour more, the number of players that left or the quality of the players that left? Probably the quality of players. And again, I don't think there's been any surprises. The the lines have been really, really clear on this for a while now. So when Phil went or Dustin went or even Bryson went, I think everyone thought, well, it was going to happen eventually. Anyway, it's a blow. Let's try to, to move on. But it is the quality of players. And I thought Bryson was the one that stood out the most to me because outside of Tiger Woods, I don't know there's been another player in the last five or ten years who's moved the needle. Now it's different. People went out and launched Tiger because he did unbelievable things and made history on the golf course, whereas with Bryson, you always kind of got the idea that they were going out because they wanted to see the sideshow. They wanted to see what the, the circuit guy was going to do. How far can he hit this one? However, he still moved the needle, and I think that one hurt. Help me read the room, Rex, when, when, when there's a player in front of a microphone. If these players had, or frankly had been allowed to say, guys, it's a lot of money. I mean, it's hard to turn that money down, and, and, and I don't know that you would do it if you were offered it. If they just came out and said that sort of thing, which, from what I understand, looking at the talking points, the, the Live Tour does not want them saying that. Had they said that, or had a couple of them said that, would, would, they have, would the questions have been less fierce? 
I, I honestly think so. And I'll go back to an interview I did uh, just a few weeks ago at, in Fort Worth at Colonial with Richard Bland. And he was going to live, and he just missed the cut, and I asked him to come on camera. And I asked him why, and he gave a really honest answer. I'm 49 years old. My best years are behind me. I need to take care of my family. And we went with that interview, and I was amazed at the reaction on social media where there is a level of honesty that I think people can appreciate. They can listen to that story and say, yes, I can relate to that. That I understand. And I know that on the live side, you don't want this to be about money. But if you just allow the players to be honest, I think it lands much better. I, yeah, I, I totally agree with you. I would think Liv would benefit from the fact that the guys aren't in front of a microphone shifting and squirming and hesitating and answering questions where, you know, the, and, and my friends, my recreational golf friends just roll their eyes at growing the game. Oh, and, and I think when Phil says it or when DJ says it, and it just doesn't. It just doesn't go across very well. I think people are going to look at you and roll their eyes, and these are millionaires who are just trying to make more millions. They're not trying to grow the game. And there's also the element of this that it's a Saudi-backed league, and there's a moral element. And I think a lot of players and a lot of people inside the game have had to make really, really tough decisions. And so that factors into this as well. Number one, you look greedy, and number two, you look amoral. How distracting is all of this out there? I think it's very distracting. I was just doing another interview where they were talking about how this impacts other events. And again, if you're the Travelers Championship this week, which is a really good championship, and I mean, they run a very good tournament, and all we're talking about right now is Liv Goff, I think everyone, I don't want to say, and I've used this before, and I don't know if it's entirely true now, Liv Goff fatigue, because it seems like something new crops up every day, but I feel like there's an element to that. He's Rex Hoggard. He covers the game for Golf Channel and GolfChannel.com. Uh, Rex, thanks for, thanks for hopping on at the very last minute. I deeply appreciate it, and I hope we see each other soon. Looking forward to it. Thanks for having me on.